0: The Matrix, the Matrix is is one of the Matrix is my favorite film of all time, and I was really not looking forward to seeing this new movie, The Matrix um, Resurrections, because the trilogy finished, you know, um, and I think it finished at a really defining point. But seeing the trailers, I got excited about the film. You know, um, I, I got excited. I thought, you know, the first time I saw the first trailer, I wasn't that impressed with it. But the second trailer got me and I was like, you know what? I need to see this film. And it's either going to be fantastic or it's going to be terrible. Um. Now, I didn't get to see it like opening night that it came out. So I saw the reviews and the reviews were quite mixed. Some people really loved it. Some people hated it. For me, I don't think it was as bad as what some people made out to be, but it wasn't great. It really wasn't great. Um, First thing I knew going into this movie was that the fight scenes, for example, weren't going to be that great. They weren't going to be as good as they were in the trilogy. Firstly, they didn't bring back the legend, the greatest martial arts choreographer or fight choreographer of all time, Yin Wu Ping. They didn't bring him back. So, from that standpoint alone, like it's all downhill from there. <laughs> um But I could see it in the, in the trailers and in the clips, the choppy editing, the, you know, it just it just. Is the the kind of Hollywoodization of of fight scenes like with the quick cuts and the you know it it just it just didn't work for me. Um But when I watched the film, I, I the fight scenes went as bad again. It wasn't as bad as I thought, but it still wasn't great. So that was the first thing. The second thing was the story. I'm that why. Are they coming back? Why are Neo and Trinity coming back? You know, who's this new Morpheus character? Why hasn't it been played by Lawrence Flushburn? And these questions were answered, but I don't... I didn't think that they were great answers. I think, like, it was a... It's it's what I initially felt. It's like a a, a forced narrative just to bring the Matrix back. And the fact that they you're trying to make it a parody of itself, which is, which can work. It it can work in certain films, but it didn't work in this film. When you hear, oh, Thomas Anderson, he's, he's, he's a games developer who the matrix is now making him believe that he created the game called the matrix based on the memories of his past. I just didn't, that just didn't work. You know, I mean, it could have worked if it was done in the... If it was well done, but it just wasn't. You know, it just felt like too much of a meta kind of, you know, hey, we're a self-aware movie of ourselves. We're we're self-aware of the philosophy of our own movie and we're, like, putting it into this movie. And it felt too much like, oh, we're trying to... Be in touch with the real world, as in the real world is in us, you know, the observing audience. Like we're speaking, f- like almost like breaking the fourth wall. And that really didn't work. It was, it, it sent a lot of mixed signals. It's like, is this a serious film? I mean, people were even laughing at these points, like when they brought up Warner Brothers and stuff. It was, it was just, it's just a bit cheesy. It felt very cheesy um at the beginning with that whole thing. And then obviously when when the Matrix stuff kind came, came to um you know when and when, when Neo started to realise that he was in the Matrix and that he wasn't going crazy, you sort of get the film that you came to see but at the same time you didn't. I I was I was I wasn't disappointed because at the same time like I wasn't expecting a lot. Even though I started to get more excited the more and more film came out because the marketing was the film was very good. There was a fantastic trailer to for Unreal Engine the Unreal Engine game of the Matrix, which was really thrilling to watch. And. Again, Matrix is my favourite film of all time. It's a film that inspired me to get into filmmaking. The making of the film inspired me to get into filmmaking. And I'd seen the making of the film before I saw the film. And then the film just blew me away, you know. And the Wachowskis were so inspired by so many elements of pop culture that I'm interested in. You know, martial arts, anime, sci-fi comic book culture I mean they I've got the art of the matrix book and I've had that book for you know how many years 20 years or something and it's just fascinating to see that book and if you haven't seen the art of the matrix book definitely try and get hold of it it's kind of hard to get hold of but at least google it and look at the frames and then watch the first film just compare it to the first film how accurate and how prepared they were for the first film it was so well thought out because all the frames in the in these storyboards were designed by comic book artists and you can see that because the art is just so entertaining it could be a comic book in itself just these storyboards um the art of the matrix it just has all the storyboards from the film all the concept art and it's so beautiful to see because it's exactly the frame by frame of the film. So they literally planned out the shots frame by frame, how they were going to shoot it, what the shots were going to look like. Obviously, there were certain things that they didn't include in, and didn't end up being in the film, which are actually really thrilling to see in the, um, in the storyboards. But the storyboards are so accurate to the film, it showed how, well, how much they thought about the film just looking at that alone. Now, I know they didn't go to de- in that kind of depth in this film. And maybe to a certain extent, the second and third film, because I don't remember seeing a lot of The Matrix Reloaded or Revolutions. But The Matrix Reloaded, and especially Reloaded, I really did, I loved Reloaded, and I I, I didn't mind Revolutions. Um, I mean, it wasn't the best film, but, but it wasn't as bad as some people make out to be. I mean, I still enjoy the original trilogy. Obviously, the first one is a masterpiece. The second one is really good. I think it's very good. And the third one's okay. And as a whole, I I do, uh, you know, I, I enjoy the Matrix trilogy. It's not the best trilogy of all time. It's not like Lord of the Rings or the Bourne trilogy or any of those kind of films. But it is like... A good trilogy, I think um and the again the original movie is my f- number one movie it's my favorite film of all time It's one of the most inspirational um influential films of all time changed my life mm-hmm. um the philosophy in it's fantastic the actions in it in it's fantastic the story is fantastic, and what they were trying to do was really recapture that first movie, and it didn't work, like trying to start the movie like the first movie started, like recreating the scenes of the first movie, but not that well. And it was like, okay, so we're watching The Matrix again replay itself. But why? You know, that that never really was answered for me. I I didn't, it went over my head. It's like, why are we rewatching The Matrix Why is Agent Smith agent, um, This This um, This Why does he look like This guy This new actor <laughs> You know Disguised That didn't work I feel like that guy Could have just been a, a new agent Instead of bringing Smith back Because he was an Agent Smith You know Hugo Even is Agent Smith One of the greatest villains of all time, and you can't. I mean, you can, but it just doesn't work. Having another actor play him, like, and the actor was fine, but he was trying to play Agent Smith, and he's not Agent Smith, it should have just made him a new agent. Morpheus, again, they created the artificial intelligence of Morpheus. And that could have been another character. I don't think that needed to be Morpheus. No. Um Yaya the second, he's a fantastic actor. He's the guy I would have loved I would love I would have loved and would love Marvel to cast as T'Challa in the Black Panther movie. Because I think he would be fan I think he'd be perfect T'Challa, the perfect Black Panther obviously they're not going to do that because of the decisions they've made but I don't know, maybe in the future maybe they'll change their decision and <laughs> I think it would be perfect Um, and he was fine as Morpheus quote unquote <laughs> you know he had the image of Morpheus but it wasn't Morpheus again, it wasn't the same character of Morpheus even you know Like, he didn't behave like Morpheus. He behaved like a totally different character. So I was a black guy with a bald head that doesn't make him Morpheus. Um, And even the fashion. The fashion was very, you know, he's wearing the yellow suit and everything else. Morpheus didn't ever wear a yellow suit. I mean, he had green elements to his suit, but he wore black. It just... And he's such an important character. It's an important part of the whole trilogy you know you've got Morpheus Neo and Trinity they're like the holy trinity of the Matrix per se you know what I mean so they I think they should have brought back Lawrence Fishburne to play Morpheus if they were going to do that whole bringing back Neo and Trinity thing because it just didn't work Um, and having obviously Neo and Trinity reconnected to the Matrix why why did the machines do that why did they bring them back to Torture them to take the mic to say, Hey, look, we caught you. You know, you're in the machine city, so you both died. So, we're going to reanimate you back into the matrix. We're going to take your energy and then we're going to take the mickey out of you and have you be forget about who you are and take control of your life again. Unnecessary, you know, because the machines made a truce with Neo to stop the war. So they should have just buried his body and Trinity's. I don't think reconnecting them to the Matrix made sense. Especially with the power of the One, with the power of, you know, of Neo. And obviously Trinity is a threat to them. So why would you reconnect them to the Matrix? Just recreate the Matrix and just bury those two. But bringing them back was a problem. And it ended up being a problem, you know, for the machines, for the programs who were trying to control them. There was no need for that. I just don't see the point. I knew that's what they would, They had done. I knew they had obviously reanimated them from Machine C and taken their bodies and replugged it back into the Matrix, which obviously we see in the film. So, I but I just... Yeah, I just felt like, why bring them back? There was absolutely no need to bring them back. If you're going to tell another Matrix story, like, tell another Matrix story. Disconnect it from the story, the main story that we saw in the trilogy. No Morpheus, no Neo, no Trinity. Just bring new characters. I mean, they had new characters. They had Bugs, and they had a bunch of other characters, which I didn't really care about. Um, she was probably the standout supporting character out of the new characters. He brought back Naomi, so she's a lot older. She's now running, not Zion, but another city that's integrated with machines. And I understand the commentary they were trying to tell there. like, And they did a little bit of this in the first trilogy in the matrix reloaded when neo was talking to the council leader about the machines in zion and he's saying you know you know what is control and what about these machines neo says oh the difference between the us these machines and the other machines is that we can shut these machines down and he's like you're right That is the difference. We can control these machines. Like if we want, we could just shut them down. But then we'd have to think about our water supply, our heating, you know, our our infrastructure. Like the machines are there to kind of help us survive. Because we create technology to help us thrive as human beings. That's something I've talked about a lot with friends and you know the philosophy about machine and technologies because we demonize technology a lot a lot of people do oh ai is taking over people are getting lazy this that, and the other what if they the technology displaces jobs which it has done throughout history you know people used to work farms now they don't work farms as much because of machineries because of tractors because of the technology that is able to plough and reap and plant and firmigate the land in a more efficient way than a bunch of humans were be able to do it before. So jobs just evolved to more information based jobs. And I think that's where technology's going with AI, with automation, with autonomous vehicles, with all this kind of stuff, to the point where humans don't need to do tedious things so it makes our lives even easier and this isn't necessarily a bad thing this I think is a good thing you know Um, and they kind of showed that a little bit in the film where you see the technology merging with with humanity the AI the Morpheus kind of hologram was in the real world. It's a it's a program that can go between the real world and the matrix to help the humans. Um, the AI was there to help create food. Even like they use the technology to create strawberries and things of that nature, as opposed to in the original trilogy they were eating like. Sloppy porridge type food That wasn't, didn't look very appealing So You see how they use technology To help better society It makes society Humanity have an easier time And that's what Naomi was kind of saying Zion was about war Zion was about resisting integration with the machines the very machines we created and in that sense we're going against our humanity of our ability to create technology and to help use technology to help us as as opposed to hinder us so there's a lot of this philosophy in there it's like where do you go how far do you take technology to the point it doesn't take over and I think that's an interesting question. And I think that's an interesting qu- question that this film and the Matrix trilogy as a whole kind of does ask. It's like, where do we draw the line with technology? When does it become... When do we develop it so far that it takes the point of... Or to It gets to the point where it's taking over our lives and and taking over to the point as the technology is now in control and we're not we're out of control. But that question could be asked... Of so many different Facets of life You know People It's like Fight Club is my second favourite Film of all time And there's a line That Tyler Durden says To the narrator When he blew up his apartment He said The things That you own End up owning you You know But do what you like man I love that line Because it's true You know We end up Especially in our society, we're very consumer-based, you know. Um, And you find the most poor middle-class people are very consumer-based. They're thinking about what they can consume with their paycheck from their job. They want to go out, they want to buy stuff, they want to buy houses and cars. All these liabilities actually end up costing them money and making them a slave to these possessions these trappings now they have to work to keep these things keep up with the joneses as opposed to what a lot of wealthy people do which is invest their money in assets that are going to be useful to society whether that would be housing or businesses or stocks or whatever you know it's, it's something that they put their money into that's going to help a lot of people and it it, and it essentially makes them richer because the more people you help the more money you receive because money is just information and money is just a, a means of exchange it's a symbol of of um i want this so i need to give you money so <laughs> if 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 a investor invests in housing affordable housing for a 100 people in an area where there's new jobs, then people come in because they need homes, they have affordable rent, they've got a roof over their heads, they've got service provided to them, so they pay rent. And that, from that profit, the entrepreneur or the investor can receive Cash flow, so that's how it works. Like so, going back to the philosophy of the Matrix, it is about okay. Like we've invested in these, this technology, we've built this technology, and it's there to help us. But at the same time, how far are we going to take it? Are we going to be so reliant on it that it ends up taking over our very essence of is it of humanity? So it's it's, it's a good. Philosophical question again that the film's trying to answer, and even the end of the film has a nice little philosophical line from Morph um, Neo and Trinity. But it's 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 again, it's not it wasn't as coherently done as the first films were done, you know. I just I feel it's tr- it was, it, it, and I, I and when now when you when you look at it, you understand see why one of the Wachowski's siblings came back. Only one of them came back, not both of them. That was another kind of red flag for me. He was like, "Well, they both didn't feel that this was necessary," and I agree with the Wachowski that didn't agree. Uh, I think it's Lana Wachowski that did the film. Um, I forget what the other one's called now. Um, but I agree with the other Wachowski sibling that that he, the story was told, it's done. Now you got to move on. So it felt like this was this was just a Hollywoodization of of this movie. It was like, hey, look, The Matrix is a popular franchise. Let's bring it back. It's good timing, especially with all the stuff going on in society. You know about control, about people's freedoms, and let's and even. Technology itself has evolved so much since the film the matri- first Matrix film back in 1999 we're in 2022 and we're talking about things like AI artificial intelligence we're talking about virtual reality which is the Matrix itself we're talking about augmented reality projections of reality in our reality we're talking about all this stuff, we're talking about the metaverse, which is essentially the matrix or the um, Oasis from um, Ready Player One, the movie Ready Player One or the, and the book. So it's, it's a lot of this stuff is coming to reality now. And this stuff back in t- 1999 wasn't even on the conversations of the majority of people. I mean, it were on the visionaries of our society because this stuff has been in development for many years long before it was a mainstream conversation but in terms of the mainstream in terms of everyday people this was science fiction and it's now become become science fact Um, and I can't remember who said it It was a film quote which said that science fiction is only science that hasn't been proven yet hasn't been you know developed yet and I totally agree with that because there's so many things in our society that if you told, if you went back even 20 years ago, like I said, it's in the time of the matrix and you said, oh, you know, we'd be using voice activated technology and we'd be talking about VR and AR and smartphones and, you know, 5G and all this kind of stuff, you know, electronic cars like Teslas and all this kind of stuff, people will laugh you out of the room, say, that, that can't exist. Uh, that we, we, you know, this isn't the Jetsons. I mean, maybe, maybe in like a 100 years, because people don't have vision. They can't see the future, you know, most people anyway. There are obviously minority of us that do, and that's why our society thrives and has these technological marvels but then when the new technology comes you always see a villainization of it like oh this technology's taken over oh people are looking at their phones all the time but then when you look at pictures from the past on the train on the bus instead of looking at their phones they're looking at newspapers does that make it any better you know So I'm not really against... I'm not really for the villainization of technology because it was technology that allowed us to survive and thrive in the hostile environment that is planet Earth. You know, we were on the Serengeti and had to survive against, you know, saber-toothed tigers and tigers and lions and wolves and, you know, the harsh environment. It was our ability to form tribes it was our ability to cooperate it was our ability to pick up a stone and sharpen it and put it to a stick and create a spear from that to launching rockets and in in space to do space exploration to mars like elon musk is trying to do like that is just a part of our humanity is to create And to have technology help us, you know, help our survival, prolong our survival. And that's just part of, that is who we are, you know. If, you know, people who want to talk about environmental things, well, okay. Give up all your possessions, all your money, your home, all this kind of stuff. Your car, go back to the Serengeti and live off the land. They're not going to do that. So stop preaching about, you know, the environment, because human beings have kind of, that's kind of who we are, we 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 change the environment to our, Im, our own image, and it can be both a good and a bad thing, because at the same time, it can, there's elements of it that destroy the planet, but we're trying to be sustainable, with things like electronic cars, like governments are saying, hey, you know, we want, electronic cars to be a mandatory thing by was it 2040 or something like that so you know we're seeing the evolution of cars technology with tesla and now all the major car companies are creating electronic cars which is less pollution for the environment than you know petrol gasoline cars you know or diesel so we evolve our technology to be more sustainable and more helpful or, or, or environmentally friendly to the planet. So that's a good thing because we're not going to change the way we live. We're not going to stop using cars. We're not going to stop using, we're going to use better technology to for transportation, better technology for you know work and better technology for home and living and and the technology is allowing us to live longer, it's allowing us to have better lives. So this this is a double-edged sword and that's what The Matrix, you know, and I've been waffling on a lot about all these different world, real world subjects, but that's what The Matrix kind of does. It it makes you think, which is great, which is what one of the elements of the film I love about it. And it really changed culture because so many, even the term red pill has become a pop cultural kind of part of society and it's been used to describe many different, you know, elements of people awakening from certain societal structures and dogmas and The Matrix is such an inspirational and influential um, IP and it has such an effect on Not just Hollywood, you know, like the action changed in Hollywood to the Hong Kong waifu style martial arts, you know, training actors to do martial arts. That wasn't never something that was done before the Matrix, really. And the Matrix revolutionized that, you know. Everybody started hiring Ying Wu Ping, to do their martial arts choreography. Um, He'd been working in Hong Kong for years. He's a legend as a director and as a martial arts choreographer. But now everyone wanted him, you know, from Tarantino and Kill Bill to Charlie's Angels movies to... You know, so, so many different movies just hired Yu Yu Ping to do the choreography, which is great because I've not seen a film where he did the choreography where I didn't enjoy the choreography because he knows how to tell a story and how to create characters in and, and, and to give them signature kind of fights that make sense to the environment. Even if the directors he's working with don't, <laughs> it still works as a great entertaining piece. So again, that was one of the disappointing things with this film. They didn't bring him back, and the quality wasn't as good. But it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. But overall, Matrix, I feel, was an unnecessary film to make. It just was an example of Hollywood saying, hey, we don't know what else to do. We all are too scared to create something new. Because there's plenty of original stories that I'm sure millions of people, or thousands of people anyway, have submitted scripts to Hollywood and they just don't bother taking the chance like they did on The Matrix. So it's so hard to sometimes get original film. Um, there are a lot of original films that are made, but I suppose with the box office, it shows that a lot of people don't go and see those films. They go and see franchise films that they're familiar with. Like they want to see Spider-Man 87 rather than see something new. Um, I'm all about seeing something new. You know, I do like my franchise films, but at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm, I I do like seeing something different. Like, again, Matrix, my favourite film of all time. Love the franchise, but I didn't need to see this film. This was a disappointing film. It wasn't good. Um, it wasn't well done, in my opinion. I, I, I tuned out very early in the film. And I didn't even understand really why the film existed other than just to do a Matrix film. It didn't feel like there was any purpose to the story. I was just watching a bunch of stuff happening that wasn't even as good as the original. It didn't feel like the Matrix. It felt like a bad interpretation of the Matrix. So... For that reason I'm giving the film two out of five. You know, I I don't think it was th- as terrible as some people do, and I don't think it was as terrible as I thought it was gonna be, but it wasn't good. So go check it out for yourself. If you haven't seen it. Definitely recommend seeing it. And I needed because I needed to see it for myself. It's like what Morpheus says is, no one can tell you what The Matrix is you have to see it for yourself <laughs> so you know, it's one of those ones where you need to see it for yourself because there are people who really like it and that's great I'm glad they had a good experience with it but for me, it's not a film I'm going to watch again it's not a film I'm going to even include in the Matrix canon because <laughs> it kind of just messes up with the canon a little bit to me so if I do a Matrix marathon, I won't be watching that film. I'll just I'll skip that one and just watch the first three Matrix films. You know. Um and leave it at that. Anyway, if you've seen The Matrix, I'd love to know your thoughts. Let me know on Twitter. And I'll see you next time for another movie review. And a lot. Peace.